Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, this episode, Alessandra comes back on. She's curious, like she basically wanted to interview me and talk to me about Mormon missions and interview me because she listens to my podcast, so she knows I'm honest and I'm not going to sugarcoat and say things to basically like people please or. Well, I try to be as respectful as I can, but this is more just like a, from a standpoint or a viewpoint of like what maybe is going on internally in a missionary, because as a missionary, sometimes you feel like you're supposed to put on this uh, facade or this front for people because you you want to be positive and you want to be a good missionary. And so you don't want to write home, especially when you're only talking to your parents and family, like once a week through emails and letters, um, and then you get a column once a year. And so when you do communicate, you can choose to be negative, but you kind of want those conversations to be positive. And so you keep a lot of the stuff that you're experiencing, like on the inside, the internal struggles, you're just burying that stuff deep down. And for me, like, because I was so young, I didn't even realize the damage it was doing to me until like much later on in life. And like, now I've spent hours and years in therapy trying to re learn things that I had learned incorrectly. Um, we do go into like towards the end of the episode, just about like masturbation and kind of on a mission, how like you're not like in the church, you're not supposed to masturbate. You're not supposed to. And I think it's an unhealthy way. Um, it's an unhealthy thing to teach people because it's, it's your body. Like you deserve to have a relationship with your body. I still have people that I know in the church that claim that they've never masturbated well into their thirties. And to me, that's, it's like, it's honestly just sad for those people because they deserve to experience like pleasure. And it's also like a healthy, it's a healthy, it's healthy for you. And so I'll get a lot of like disagreements and a lot of people not agreeing with a lot of what I say on here, but this is from my perspective. These are my thoughts. And so sometimes if I say things like it's, it is this way, or this is how it is, like just ignore that because I don't mean that. Um, it's my, my thoughts and my experience. And so I just put this out there because I like for people to be able to relate or just hear something that maybe they haven't heard that could be helpful for like if you have a kid about to go on a mission or even for yourself. Like maybe you're in your 40s and 50s and you still have this like this viewpoint about masturbation or whatever. And it's not it's not really like the best. But uh, also I haven't been mentioning to subscribe. Like subscribe on here. If you guys could also leave me like positive reviews. It helps like boost this and then also just share it with people that it could be helpful to um, share it through. I have Instagram. It's king.of.corona.podcast. That's my Instagram account. So I do a little bit of posting. I don't have that many followers, but um, yeah, if you want to share, like just share the podcast and then I like I said I have a website I still don't know how to do anything with it because I'm not smart enough 
And so I'm trying to get people to help me, but people are busy. And so be patient. Eventually I'll have my, my uh, website up and then I'll attach my merchandise because I have the hats and shirts. I'm getting some new freaking cool hats ordered also that you guys are going to like. So anyway, hopefully you guys like this episode. And if it's offensive, that's okay. And then there are parts where the audio gets all freaking stupid. It just pauses. And so just hit that. There's that 15 second skip button. Just skip it. It doesn't pause for too long. So enjoy. Experience true vulnerability. How to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the... King of Corona Podcast, brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. Oh. What's up? It's working. Is it? I hope so. Good. It always seems like it is. Oh, good. You're on Zoom now. Okay. Let's see. Today has been like... Crazy. Non-stop. Like everything in it. Anything that can happen has, has happened today. Yeah. Time Whoa, it. it's you. Yes. yes. Oh, wait. Okay. I'm going to mute this. Oh, yeah. There we go. Okay. Yes, I have blue hair. You do have very blue hair. Well, Hang it's on a wig. It's a wig, but. Okay. You gotta go turn off my AC. It's freezing here. Oh, yeah. All right. So I have until 4 30. Okay, so six thirty here. Okay, so we've got an hour, just under yeah. an hour, like fifty. You got minutes. all your, you got your questions and <laughs> ready. Well, you most of ready? them will come to me. I was like, well, I still have them in our messages, but I'll, I'll refer to. But I'll also hear this up there. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> but I'm sure I'll have other ones that come up naturally. Yeah, do you know so, what would be so nice? What, what if I could just do this podcast and just this podcast, and I wouldn't like. I swear I get so many phone calls from like solar stuff. Like uh-huh. it's like my screen's just blowing up, but I can't just like ignore it. So <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to come up with times when I can do my podcast where it's like no interruptions. Yeah. But it's like this twenty four seven job where like sales reps are always on jobs and so yeah. it's like never ending. Oh it's so fun. <laughs> so is that what happened? This, that's what's going on. Yeah, like right now, it's still like my screen's just like beep, boop, boop, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> oh, geez. Pure but it's good. Energy. We're making yeah. money, right? Saving the planet. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? Um, I've had two glasses of wine already. So okay. that's probably. And this is good. a glass is like to here. This is the third one. That's what I'm drinking. So I was like, oh, that's good, too, though. That's a morning drink, though. Starbucks coffee. That's because I've been so busy today. I bought this at 7 o'clock this morning. Oh, and you're still drinking it? Have you been reheating it? It's, like, freezing. It's horrible. (laughs) Okay, put it in the microwave. Yeah. Like, 15 seconds. It kind of turns gross. All right, I'm going to go do that real quick. (laughs) Cold coffee sounds worse. (laughs) There, 30 seconds. There you go. 30? 30's a little long. It might burn you. Well, I'm just going to let it go down to 15, and then I'm going to run over, and I'm going to pull it out. Oh, okay. You like that adrenaline rush of, like, hurrying and getting over there in time? 
No, I just like it's one button versus three buttons. True. You know? Yeah. I don't have to push time cook, then one, then five, then start. All I have to hit is add 30. What are you going to do with all that extra time that you saved I, by only pressing two I, <laughs> or one gonna, I'm going to sit here and enjoy this coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about your mission? Let's do it. So right. this episode, what are we doing? You're in charge. You're in charge. I thought you were one. in charge. No, you are. I'm handing the reins over to you for this one. Okay. So here we go. I wanted to know more about your mission. So you went to Guatemala, right? Yeah. What years? So I was there 2002 to 2004. 2002 to 2004. Wow. Yeah. I was like ninth and 10th grade for me. Dang. It's so weird how like I'm getting so old. Super I went out. Old. I went out last night. Yeah. And these people thought, I, this is the good thing. People somehow mm-hmm. thought I was 24. 24. Mm-hmm. They thought you, wait, they thought you were 24. 24. That's nice. I don't know if that's a compliment or like a. I know you don't, you, 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 it's like, do I look 24 or act 24? Like, right? Like if you look 24, it's, it's like, okay, I'll take it. But if it's like you act 24, then it's like, I don't know. I think it's of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> we got to look that up. You were already married with probably a kid by age 24. I was. No, yeah. I was married. No kid yet. No though. kid yet? Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. 2001, I was at Utah State for a year. And then, because okay. I grew up in Boulder. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't really do the LDS life like Adam. I did it, but I wasn't really into it. My plan was to yeah. leave the church when I went to college. Mm, okay. And then I went to college, and then I started to get those, like, my parents are going to be so sad if I don't do this thing. Yeah. And so I figured I could do it. And like worst case scenario was like, I just do two years and then the two years would happen. And I'd be like, all right, like that wasn't for me. So that was the plan. You were going to go on a mission because you would disappoint your parents. Yeah. And so I start, yeah. And I was in Utah. I went to Utah state. So it was kind of cultural. So everybody was like going on missions and stuff. Yeah. So like all your friends were going to be leaving. Yes, it was like everybody's jumping off the cliff. So yeah. I was like, can I jump yeah. off too? Right. Because then all the girls would be like, oh, you're 19, you're 20. Like, why aren't you on a mission? Yeah. And I did start to hear a lot about like these girls that I was supposed to want to marry. Yeah. That they wanted a return missionary. Yeah. So I was like, I really need that check mark. <laughs> of course. Because that's on the paper that they teach you when you're 14 or so in young women's is that you want to marry a return missionary. Yeah, and then since yeah. I lived in Utah, it was like my options now went from like primarily non-LDS in Colorado to majority everybody's now LDS in Utah. Yeah. I'm like, I got to market pressure. myself. I got to market myself to the, it's like you have to know your audience type thing, you know? So it's like, yeah. if I want to have 90% of the girls as options, I need to go on a mission. Yeah. So yeah. I basically have always like, I feel like I've always looked at things as like a numbers game, like how, yeah. What are your odds? Yeah. What are my odds type thing? So the mission was like, it was partly because of pressure from like parents and just like bishops and stuff. But then also it was like, because I wanted to be desirable to these girls. Yeah. Yeah. And then you come back and you can speak Spanish and that makes you even more desirable. 
if I didn't know, like when I, when I was going to go on a mission, though, you don't know where you're going to go. Right. So yeah. Tell me about opening your mission call. What was that like? So it was like uh, very quick. I just am not very like pay attention to detail type person. So yeah. Like, did like, you invite a bunch of people? Were they around? Were you at home? Like, where were no. your parents? Okay. Okay. I was in my dorm room at Utah okay. State, and I opened it and like I did it over the landline because there was no cell, so there's no FaceTime or anything. Mm-hmm. And so I just made a phone call home. Okay. Opened it, read through it, and like me and my friends were playing paintball in the uh-huh. hallway dorms. And so I read through, skimmed it, like blah, 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 Guatemala City, yay. And then we went back to playing paintball. <laughs> it I wasn't s- this huge ordeal where all these people come over, you know. I swear. And, and that's how I kind of knew that it was like I was doing it, but I was doing it for. I really was just doing this like check a box. It really was. It was like, yeah. it could have been England. It could have been Guatemala. Care. It could have yeah. been Australia. Like I was just like, let's get these two years done with. So I have that. Right. To increase my chances of the women I can marry. Yeah. You date when I get back. I got to get married. Right. Super young. That's the, the, right. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's doing yes. it. Everybody's doing it. Right. Right. So then when did it like settle in that you were going to Guatemala? Uh, like what, did, probably, what had you known about Guatemala at that point? Honestly, like, I just knew it was right by Mexico. I'd been to yeah. Mexico, but I've only been to really, like, the resort spots. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I had driven through, like, Tijuana and stuff. So I kind of, in my head, pictured it a little bit like that. Because I knew it was going to be third world. Yeah. But I don't think it really, like, really kicked in until I was in Guatemala. Yeah. And we'll get to that point. Yeah. So for me, like, honestly, until I'm in a situation, it's like when I did that 50 mile race, I don't realize what I signed up for until I'm like 25 miles. Kind of like, oh shit, what am I (laughs) signing myself up for? Yeah. Because I can't, I can't, I can't really picture it until I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, yeah, go ahead. When you went to the MTC, what month was it? So I went to the MTC, I believe in June. Do people listening know what that means? Um, majority probably do, but it just depends on if they listen to all my episodes. Yeah, yeah. Because I talked about it with my brother Ryan in that yeah. one, but yeah, basically True, the mis- yeah. mission training center. So I went to Provo. Okay. And I was there for two months. Yeah. Did you go straight from Logan to Provo? Uh, no, I went Logan and then I went home. You went home first. Okay. For a couple months and then to Provo. Okay. Okay. So your so parents drop like, you off. Do they drop? Do your parents yeah, drop you so, off? Yes. Uh, so this is the this is the part where like the start of my mission didn't start mm-hmm. out like ideal because mm-hmm. I did have like between getting my mission call. And then going on my mission, it was, I can't remember how many months, but there's like, maybe like six months or something. That's a long time. Yeah. Because. Okay. Yeah. Because they had to, well, I had to finish school. I wanted to finish. Oh, you had to finish the semester. Yeah. But then I went back to Longmont with all my high school friends for two Uh months while, while I was like, oh gosh, my (laughs) phone was all nonstop. But I need to put it on, like, do not disturb. Hang on one second. How do I do this? Do I put it on airplane mode? If you do, it might take you off the Wi-Fi. No, I'm good. Okay, okay. Let's just say just stay on Wi-Fi if it isn't. Okay. 
So anyway, so I go to Longmont, Boulder, Colorado for two months. Yeah. And like my friends are like, oh, cool. You're like missionary, man. And we don't care. We don't even know what that means. And so oh, yeah. they're still having parties. I don't get the parties, but I'm not drinking. But then. Yeah. Satan's and Satan's trying to get a hold of you in this time frame. That's what they say, right? From the time that you mm-hmm. get your call to the time you leave, they're just like, oh, you have to be really careful. Satan's really going to tempt you in this time frame. Yeah, so I had this, like, one of my friends, he had this girlfriend, but then she had a very, like, pretty friend. Yeah. And so he's like, hey, I want you to meet friend. And I was like, okay, <laughs> hi, friend. Yeah. And so me and friend go on a walk, and then one thing leads to another, uh-huh. and tops off, and I'm like, oh, I'm already garment. I got garments and stuff. Oh, you had already gone through? Okay, okay. Yeah, so... <sighs> Imagine guilt, guilt, guilt. Yeah. Bullets waking up in the morning, like beating myself up. Like, how could I do that? So I decide, bury, bury this secret. This is buried. Yeah. That's how I start my mission. So I go to the MTC with this secret. With the guilt. And I had just confessed to get my mission call and everything. I went through the whole process of like, I had sex, I drank, I smoked. Yeah. And then now I now have this new sin where I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I was forgiven, I was pure, and now, because we took our shirts off. Yep. Boobies everywhere. Everywhere. Boobies all over. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, those boobs. Those boobs. Get get you every time. Get (laughs) you. So anyway, that, like, but to people that aren't Mormon, they don't understand the guilt and the, like, how much when you just went through this temple and you made all these promises, what that like now does to your psyche. Like, Oh yeah. You, you feel awful. You feel horrible. Like anything, anything past like making out, you just feel so terrible about. But then there's this part of it. So this, I kind of want to like gear this towards people that maybe are like thinking about going on a mission or like, so like the thought that I had was, because here's the consequences. Like, if I went and told a bishop, then they can delay your start time. Mm-hmm. And so then if it was June, it could turn to, like, August or September. Right. Which, it's a two which year might mean thing. a new call. Well, it'd be like, it could be, like, a new call, but then it could also yeah. be where, like, then I get back and school's already started. So then I'm just yeah. sitting around for six months while, like, everybody else is getting on with their life. And yeah. so... And you have to make a semester of school. Yeah. So you don't want to put your, like the fate of your life and your future in the hands of some rando. Yeah. And so you make a decision, like either I tell and this person like decides whatever for me, or I keep the secret and I feel guilt. Mm -hmm. So either option, it it just feels like you're, you're kind of stuck between like a rock and a hard place. Yeah. And so that the suggestion basically I would give people is like, Use your, like, use your, I don't know, your common sense about what happened and, like, just realize you're a human being and that you did something that's very human and, like, give yourself a break. Right. Like, you can have a, you can communicate with God if you want to be forgiven or you feel like you need to be forgiven without a bishop. Yeah, you can. And so, just how and just how sad it is, really, that like here you were, and for anyone who's been in that position, about to go and volunteer two years to teach 
from an organization and you're paying for the most part (laughs) you're paying or your parents are paying or the ward's paying or grandparents are paying like someone else is paying for you for you to go volunteer for two years and then they're gonna tell you that you're not worthy like who doesn't accept free help no matter what those people are like who doesn't accept free help where they will pay their own way that's like the control part of it hang on i gotta gotta grab a charger for my phone okay But yeah, no, it's like this, the control part of it, where they just, uh, it's, it's almost like, I try to figure this out too, because it's like, I don't even know what, what do they benefit from that? Like, why would they not want me just to go out in June still? And like, why do they want to discipline you and make you wait? And it's just, it's, it's like this emotional mind fuck. (laughs) I'm not sure they really care about gaming people. As just trying to like keep the ones they have. So the mission, like the mission seems like it's more for indoctrinating the missionaries so that they stay instead of really converting people. Yeah. But it's doing the opposite with the way they go about it because so many missionaries are leaving once they come back. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that's how I started, like just with this guilt and like, I felt like I was a really good. I can't hear you. I don't know what happened. You said you felt like you're a really good purse and then it cut off. I can see that you're mouthing something. But I can't hear you. Can oh, you hear okay. wait, wait, there you go. Yep. Was it you muted or me? I think it was you. What did you do? What did you change? Nothing. I just started working again. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> I swear. Edit. Make sure you edit that part out. Uh, I gotta. I probably should have edited that F word out too because I want like the right people to listen. <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right. So anyway. Okay. So you felt like you were a good person. Huh? Yeah, so I felt like I was a good person, but then, like, deep down, I also felt like I was not. I felt like I was bad. I felt like I was going, and I was lying, and, like, I wasn't worthy to be here, and I wasn't going to have success, and I started to, like, really, like, internally beat myself up. Yeah. I'm, like, so, struggling with that, like, cognitive dissonance. Or, like, yeah. on one hand, you're like, but I'm a good person. I don't, like, hurt people. I don't do bad things. But then you're like, but I've been told that I'm not worthy because... I did this. And then you go to this place where you're there for two months and like the whole, it's really like, it was honestly for my personality, the, it was like prison, like legit, like the hardest thing I could ever imagine because I was trapped in a classroom and it was like, there was really no freedom. And so I would wake up at like five 30 in the morning and I would try to memorize these like discussions yeah. in Spanish. Yeah. And then you'd basically like get showered, go to class and study mm-hmm. all day, 
all day long from like the time you were What do they teach you? So it's language. So you learn like you have language. So you have computer programs and stuff where they're teaching okay. you like verbs and you have like tests. It's almost like if okay. you were to, it's probably just like, like the Rosetta Stone type stuff, I would imagine. Okay. Okay. So that learning that for Spanish then. Yeah. Okay. But it's like, it's like all day and then so you go between language and then you go between language and and uh like gospel like doctrine okay so then so, are, you, are you like taught like what to teach these people or how to teach it yeah so you're taught you so when i went through i had like six i think it was six discussions and so you had like one two so you basically would just it was like memorizing and so it was like god is our father he is the the, the and it was word for word Okay. I know it's so interesting because, like, I've heard, like, I mean, I, I, right, like, grew up LDS, so I know plenty of people who went on missions and talk about going to the FTC, but I've never really asked specifically, like, what, like, what does that really look like? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, I'm trying to figure out real quick, like, I'm looking at my little volume thing, uh-huh. and it doesn't look like it's spiking very high. When you talk or when I talk or both? When both of us are talking. Oh, okay. And so I'm concerned that the volume's going to be like Too so quiet. low that we can't hear it. Do you want to check? Okay. Can I, I'm going to just check real quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Hang on. Do we need to get off of? So we can stay on the Zoom. Oh, okay. Okay. So if you just want to unmute the Zoom, but I'm just going to check this real quick. Okay. You can hear me? Yeah. So okay. sorry about that, everybody. Okay. Just want to make sure you guys can hear since we had that audio problem last time we recorded <laughs> together okay so uh, we were at ntc and what that was like yeah so yeah so but let's bypass okay so let's bypass ntc a little bit and get into mission part since we only have like 25 minutes left so after you leave the ntc you go straight to the airport then yeah, so you go from the MTC, your group, like the yeah. people that are there with you. Yeah. So when you go to the MTC, you're basically in classes with people going to the same mission with you. Yeah, okay. So it's called like your like MTC group or class. I don't even know what it'd be called. But yeah. So you all get on the bus and you go to the airport together. Okay. So that's like, that's the one like very exciting. Like you're so excited because you're like, yeah. get me out of this place. Like, yeah. You're so sick and tired of it that you just want, like, anything sounds amazing. Yeah. And you spent two months inside this prison. Two months, like, no sunshine. <laughs> I was, like, pasty white. I was, like, had, like, zits everywhere because I was stressed out of my mind. <laughs> I just felt like I was slowly dying in that place. Yeah. yeah. So, and then you're driving to the airport, and it's, like, you just start having all these thoughts, like, what's Guatemala going to be like? Yeah. So it's kind of stressful. Like, I remember feeling, like, very out of my element. I never felt more mm. uncomfortable walking through an airport because I used to be Mr. Style. Like, I walked through airports, and I was, like, talking to girls. Like, what's up? How are you? And, like, now I'm the dude with my hair parted. Uh-huh, and combed over. And a plaque. Like, <laughs> nothing was repelling women more. And I'm not supposed to even, like, look at girls, like, oh, at no. all anymore. They're, like, supposedly dead to me. Mm-hmm. So now 
walking through the airport, I really honestly, like right off the bat, I feel like they have trained me to think, talk to everybody about the gospel starting now. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like very committed to whatever I'm committed to. Yeah. And like the Tyler that you were no longer exists in this new world that you're in for the next two years. Like it doesn't matter. Like your first name's not even there. You are Elder Griffith. Elder Griffith. Griffith. Yeah. <laughs> so they take, so basically you, t- you try to take your personality and your strengths and you try to like yeah. put it into this new thing. Yeah. How did I just get a phone call? I'm on freaking airplane mode. I had a client ask me that earlier. If it, if there's somebody with an iPhone, it like still goes through even on airplane mode. Because your Wi-Fi or something has to be on to. I'm going to stab myself in the eyeball right now. Don't do that. Anyway, so you got to take your talents and like, so I was basically like, well, I'm still like charismatic. I have like a good personality. So I'll just use that to convert people to the church. Yeah. So I was like, if I'm in it, I'm in it. And so I went over there like very positive. I was super positive and was like, I committed to this and like, this is my life now. Did you do the whole flirt to convert? Um, No, I was like I honestly was like that, like lock your heart and throw away the key. Get rid of those attraction, any of I those did. feelings. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. I like bought into it all because mm-hmm. I thought if I'm going to do this, like what's the point in doing this like half ass? Yeah. And like, you're the, where do you fall in the line of brothers? What number are you again? So I'm the second oldest, but my older brother didn't go on a mission. Hello, can please. you hear me? What is this? We just lose. So, okay, let's see. I can hear you and me on the recording. You can? can. <laughs> yeah, but I can't, but I, but you can't hear me on the recording, can you? No. Yeah, that's why I unmuted Zoom. What is going on? Is it yours? Hey, here we go again. Yay. All right. There you go. Okay. All right. If this dies again, that's just God saying, like, do this a different day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, where were we? I was talking about my taking my personality, being yeah. positive. Yeah. So, but yeah, so you get on the airplane, go to Guatemala, you get off, and then like your mission president and the APs, the assistant to the presidents are there waiting for you. Yeah. And you basically just get in their cars, they're like the van. Yeah. And then you go, like we went went to go eat. Okay. And then it's just, it was weird because it was all everybody's Spanish from that point on. Right. So, like, what is it like Spanish. seeing? Yeah. Like, what is that like? I mean, that's a lot of brown people. You're not used to that. It is like terrifying. Yeah. Because you know, for the next two days, when you're with like all these missionaries, you can yeah. speak English. Yeah. But 
deep down, you know that like two days from now, you're done. English is done. And you're like, I don't even really know Spanish that well. Yeah. And so when you have this need to connect and like you, that's like huge to me. Like I love connecting with people and now I have this language barrier. Yeah. It's scary. And like the first thing I realized was I went to, we went to Burger King, I think. Okay. And I ordered something and then I was trying to get a Sprite and I was like, and a Sprite. And they're like, huh? And I was like, yeah. a Sprite. And then my mission president's like, a Sprite. And they're like, oh, a Sprite. Oh, okay. And I was like, what? The You're like, there's not, that's not a huge difference. Come on now. But just but that right there was like, oh, this is going to be difficult. Yeah. So. Yeah. So your first companion was someone who spoke English? So Native? it was English. It was English speaking, but he was one of those like very, very strict, like mm. one of the best people I've ever met. He's actually uh, like an oncology. Is that what cancer? Cancer oncologist. So he's an oncologist. So he actually oh. like has been really helpful with my son. Yeah. And so, but, so he's my first companion, but he's very like, he's probably speaks Spanish better than anybody in our whole mission. That's okay. Like so he wanted to speak Spanish. So he didn't speak English to me. Yeah. At all. First companion doesn't want to speak first English. First companion. Can, but won't do it. So I get to the area. First off, culture shock. Like I've never. Yeah. Tell me about the culture. Life. Like what is shocking for you? Because like, I don't know. I mean, I've only like vaguely right. stopped in like Ensenada on a cruise. Right. And so, so every bus like... you've probably ever been in is probably like a AC and it's like comfortable. Or yeah. like, so like my bus takes me out like three hours and you get on like this, like little school bus type thing. Whereas like the windows down jam packed, people are like smashed in there so tight. Like you yeah. would hang out that you'd hang out the door and hold on to the rail. The door mm -hmm. would stay open. Okay. And so, okay. Windows down, hot air coming in, and then you get out, and it's, like, hot. Like, so hot. Because uh, you're in, this is July. No, but then you're so in this the is, August. This is, like, August. Yeah, but okay. I went, I left the city, and I went, like, to this little this city called Chikimula. Okay, Chikimula. And so you get off, and it's, like, you feel like you're in the movie Beauty and the Beast, where everybody's, like, yelling, like, zapatos and like everybody's, everybody's trying to sell you something yeah and zapatos like, shoes yeah so they're all trying to sell, sell you things okay okay yeah so it's like just yelling and stuff but then we take my suitcases to the my apartment my first apartment's like yeah, it's really thing. just like a toaster it's like a toaster okay. yeah there's no air conditioning it's like cinder blocks with like sheet cinder metal blocks. Cinder blocks with sheet metal. That's your first apartment. This was like very, very, very hot. Yeah. And so, and it's, there's no. And you've no got to wear a suit. So I only had to wear like a short sleeve white shirt buttoned up with yeah. a tie. Yeah, it's still hot though. It's but you had to wear, hot. you had to wear the pants. So to wear pants. And the yep. shoes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And no car. So I didn't have AC. So no AC, just basically like. You're going to sweat for two years. Yeah. So did, Wait, you said you had a car? Or did not? Did not. Did, yeah, you don't have a car. Yeah, no bikes. Mine was a walking machine. Oh, no. Okay, okay. 
so all I did was walk everywhere. Wow. And you then did, yeah, you like didn't drive for two years. Yeah, so it's really difficult to explain though, like the thoughts, like when you get to your mission. Right? There you go. Okay. What was that? It's gonna be too broken up. It probably will be. It won't flow as well. Yeah, but I was just gonna say, like, because you were saying that your husband served in Honduras. Yeah. And so the reason we wanted to do this episode is because it's really like, especially like the girls. This is the part where it's like, I want these girls to understand, like, you're waiting for a return missionary, but do you even know what they go through? Exactly. And they don't. Like, I didn't know all this crap that my husband had gone through. I mean, I had vaguely known it before we got married, but it's like, you don't really understand. Like, I had to deal, like, not I had to deal, but, like, he had to deal with so many stomach issues. I mean, he had had, like, malaria. He had a worm that he finally got out a year after getting home. And it was, like, two feet long, you know, that was just living in him for a year after getting back because the doctor told him, oh, you probably don't need that deworming medicine like you'll be fine but it's just like that's a lot of crap they have to go through it's your health like i had parasites for over a year yeah yeah really really like i had so basically the heat the heat was the biggest factor for me and then there was no like i didn't have running water a lot of times and so think about like you're 18 Mm -hmm. you have like oily skin yeah you're like you're honestly in a point where your brain's not even like you, you're trying to figure yourself out. Like you just left home. You just right. left home. Right. And so you're missing you're, your family. You're missing everything. You're missing your family. You can only call your home twice a year. Yeah. You all the comforts, everything that like was comfort to you. So like, yeah. like TV shows that you like to watch, going to the movies, yeah. like eating something that was just like an escape. All of it's gone. It's all gone. gone. Right. It's all gone. And it's all gone immediately. And it's all gone like for two years. And so that's like now really thinking about it, like that's traumatic. It's very traumatic. And I had never associated, you know, like unless something happened where your life was in danger on a mission, I had never really realized until this moment how traumatizing missions really are. And that's that's the hardest part is so many people do them. Yeah. And like, there is this, like, culture and society creates this, like, machismo thing where it's just, yeah. like, you don't want to be the one that's, like, this is hard and nobody mm-hmm. wants to go home and, like, nobody right. wants to admit that maybe they have, like, uh, too much anxiety or, like, a mental disorder right. that's, like, I can't do this. Right. So a lot of us just toughed it out even though it was probably, like, really, really, really unhealthy for us. Like, I really probably honestly should have gone home. Yeah. Um, I had, I was like, just, I have that mentality. Like I'm going to tough this out no matter what. I don't care if I die here. Yeah. It's two years. So two, I need to stay here for two years, which is yeah. like the fact that I have that mentality is so stupid yeah, because I'm it's like, not why? Even, why? Like yeah. I should be thinking about my future self. I should mm-hmm. be thinking about like my mental, like, so there was a couple times, one time I was driving to, we had these people that like cooked for us and cleaned food yeah. and like, so I had like great relations. I love the people of Guatemala. Yeah. But like I said, the heat and just like how much you were like 
walking and sweating and like mm-hmm. you had parasites and you just go and you're getting up at six in the morning mm-hmm. going to bed at the same thing every day yeah. so it's exa- yeah. you're exhausted yeah. and so I had this thing happen like I don't even know I'd probably I'd probably say it was similar to like somebody's having a stroke mm-hmm. so I was on this bus this one time and it felt like I thought the bus rolled okay so I said to my companion, I was like, was there an earthquake? Yeah. I said this. He's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I was like, you didn't feel that? Like, I swear to you, I thought the bus, like, almost tipped over. And then for, like, three days, I was, like, off balance. Wow. I, felt like, I felt like there was this, like, thing that just, like, attacked my brain. Yeah. And I felt nauseous. I felt sick. And I just, just toughed it out. Yeah. And I have... One time I was sitting with this family and I was, it was me teaching. I was in the middle of a discussion. Mm-hmm. That same thing happened where I just like, and I was looking at them and I was like, I don't even know where I am. How? I was like, I don't, where am I? Yeah. And they were like, my mission companion was like, Hey, what's up? And I was like, I don't even know what, like who these people are. Yeah. And like, it just didn't even like, didn't even mention it. I just was like, so set on like being a returned missionary that I just stayed in this yeah. like, these this environment that and really like unhealthy place for you. And the, like the the hardest part too is there's nobody like even helping you with like there's no dietitian. There's nobody like trying to teach you about right. like being hydrated, about like any aspects mm-hmm. of like health. And so you're just like. You're out right. there just, I mean, doing the best you know how, but you just came from I mean, from they're not even giving you, like, proper water. Like, I mean, not no. to, like, bash on the third world countries, but, like, when you're used to drinking the water there, it's just a part of you. But when you're an American and you go and you drink water in these third world countries, it's like, that's not healthy for yep. you. And you need water. Like you said, you need to be hydrated. It's really hot. And it's like, the least they could do is provide you with water bottles. Yeah. So from we, the we, yeah, because we would go to these little tiendas, like these little shops that they had like bags. You'd bite the corners off and you'd squirt the water. So yeah. I have no idea, like if this yeah. water was like good. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't have like any of the minerals or anything that we needed to like yeah. hydrate ourselves. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was just like the conditions were just something like it's in the like I'm saying it's like it's case by case so like for me i'm like very like i have white skin so for me like to be out in the sun all day beating on me like it is exhausting it is yeah and so if i'm with somebody that's a guatemalan like i did have like uh, they they they're more accustomed to this yeah so you're trying to keep up and pretend like you're not a wuss and so you're just like i'm not gonna be this like wussy american that can't like keep up with you guys but then like you're kind of beating yourself like I just felt very 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 unhealthy yeah like my whole mission I felt like I am so unhealthy and I don't I don't even know how to solve this problem yeah I would I go to I'll go ahead I was just gonna say yeah there's no solving it like you can't you can't solve it yeah, like, I went to bed, I had this one area called Puerto Barrios, mm-hmm. and it was a cool, like, all these spots are super cool, 
like I said, there's just a few things about my mission where it was like, they should probably adjust the stuff because it's unhealthy. Yeah. But I had this uh, place right above the little shop and we had bats in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And so they would fly and then like dust, like we had a lot of dust, like tons of dust. Okay. And like, we, you couldn't really solve the dust problems, but then it was so hot. You either just like tried to sleep in your sweat or yeah. you could turn a fan on, but the fan would blow dust. Oh. And so your lungs would get destroyed. And so oh. I was so hot, I had to sleep with a fan, but then my lungs were like ruined. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it was always just like, I don't know, it was like either this crappy choice or this crappy choice. Right, you're like, which which one do I want to deal with? And then it seems like, yeah, your intestines are like all sorts of screwed up when you get back. Exactly. For years. For, for Mine's still, like, I still have like, yeah. digestive issues and yeah yeah stuff like that yeah yeah and so but that's like that's more like the weather the health and this and that but then like on top of it you're trying to like you, you're pushing this thing that you're like trying to figure out like do you really believe in it did you like really have confirmation that this is like the truth or are you just yeah. are you out there just doing this because like other people told you just waiting for that aha moment yeah. Are you doing it so that your dating pool when you get back home is right? 90% instead of. 10%. They legit, this is in the handbook that I had and I probably still have it somewhere, but they, it said to you, like, if you lock your cart and throw away the key and like, just like close up this and that, and like, you will come back and you will be more attractive. You will be like more <laughs> attractive and like, they would make these like promises to you where you're like, I mean, you, like it's so crazy that you bought into this stuff though. But it's like what I said at the beginning, it's like, why would you be out somewhere two years and not fully buy into it? Like you might as well yeah. stay home at that point. So why do you? So honestly, like, why do you fully buy in? Yeah. I think it's like with everything, like if you have a job, and like you're not fully bought in, it's kind of miserable. Yeah. And so you, you fully wanna... buy in, so it's not so miserable. Yeah. So you want to embrace it, and you want to like experience like the positive. You don't want to be like walking around negative. And so you just, with everything they say, it's like you just kind of accept these people have your best interest at heart. Yeah. Like trusting them is your survival skill. Yeah. When you're out there, because the only way. <laughs> yeah and the parasites and the, yeah. the heat and all that all that is is just like these things that i'm gonna go through but it's gonna be like it's good for me like this is yeah like, i'll go through this and like it'll be good for me and you'll be blessed yeah and like sometimes i look back and i'm like i mean you still even to this day you're like was my mission a good thing for me like i still think when i look at my mission i'm like it was good. Like I did enjoy it and I grew a lot and I became like very self-sufficient. And like, there was a lot of skills that like I learned from getting thrown into that. Yeah. But I also think that there was a lot and people will disagree with me, but I feel like there's a lot of like emotional, a 
abuse people go through that they don't even realize. Yeah. And like to be out there and especially just to like be out there on your own. And like I was talking about with that before my mission, when I did that with that girl, yeah, that like was like on my mind for like yeah. a whole year. And then I finally went and talked to my mission president about it. Oh, okay. Because I felt like I wasn't receiving as many blessings as I could have because of this like nagging. Because you hadn't confessed. Yeah. Yeah. So the emotional abuse behind feeling that way and then also like masturbation on your mission. Yeah. You would get interviewed and they would talk to you and be like, so when's the last time you masturbated? And I'd be like, yeah. this morning. And they'd be like, okay, well, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to do that on your mission. Yeah. Could you imagine that? You're not allowed, like, no I mean, sexual... like, I've heard that, right? Like, because I grew up in it. So I know you're not supposed to. But now it's just as, like, how unrealistic are these it's... expectations? This is why people hate themselves. And this is why people are depressed. Because all the natural things that should come to you as a human being were being called are evil. I know. It's so, like, it's, it honestly, it makes me just, like, mad. Because yeah. even talking about it on this platform, like, I'll get negative. Like, how? why would you talk about this like this? And I'm like, honestly, I'm so sick and tired of you guys coming at me like I'm doing a bad thing because it's yeah. like I'm trying to do a positive thing because yeah, we should be looking at our bodies like our bodies are like they yeah. are to be enjoyed. We should experience pleasure. Like we have like we have things that we have for a reason to experience mm -hmm. pleasure and like like masturbation and stuff is a way to like almost like to express self-love it is it's self-love it is and like yeah. they want to make it seem like it's like this wicked it's evil it's just it's crazy to me but like the amount and i don't know if everybody felt the way that i felt but like they really did instill in me like a tremendous amount of guilt from the time i was a little kid yeah like all the way up and through like my 20s yeah yeah and it's like to look back and to like really feel that way about myself when I really should have just like loved myself. It's and like, yeah. that's what's so frustrating about a mission is you, you go through that temple, you make these promises and then you're thrown into this, like you're, you're taken off the freaking planet. You're put on Mars for two years where you're not connected to anything that's normal and they control yeah. everything that goes into your head. Right. And like you said, you don't have your normal coping skills. Like you can't just go for a run. If you want to, you can't just watch a show or play a game or something that, you know, that you would use to cope and to just kind of come back to exactly. your normal self. And then they say, oh, and then don't masturbate. When it's like masturbation, is such, it's a it's a coping skill at times. It's, like, it relieves stress. It's pleasurable. And it's like, you can't even do that. That should be like, the like that's at what, least you should be able to masturbate. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm listening to this book right now. It's about these soldiers that went to either, I, I think Iraq, and it was during, like, when it was really bad over there. Yeah. And they were talking about, like, the, what happens to, like, these males when there's no sexual release. And so mm -hmm. you put these guys over in this country, and there's, like, no girls, no this, no that. And it's, like, people, like, legit, Oof. like, lose their minds. Like, they like, go, like, they, yeah. they start to go crazy because it's, like, it's a, it's actually something that like is very important. It is. It's Imagine important. That. Yeah. And like we're trying to suppress all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm at like 
when you're 18 to 21, it's yeah. like your hormones are out of control. Yeah. I remember, this is probably my favorite story about my whole mission, yeah. but I didn't do anything. Two years, I didn't do anything with a girl. Yeah. Because, and I think, I think most missionaries don't. Right. Yeah. Most of them don't. Some do. And like yeah. the ones that do feel like suicidal about it because it's yeah, so it's horrible awful. that they did something. Yeah. Um, but I was on this bus one time. I was really packed, like packed full of people. Yeah. And this. I thought you girl, said I was really packed. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> this, this girl was like right in front of me. She was like my age. Yeah. And I just remember like, her hand was swinging and it was like hitting me right in the right spot. <laughs> it was, like, it was le like legit. Like it was like my favorite moment of my entire life. And I just sat there and I relished it. <laughs> Cause imagine being like a year and a half in, and like you haven't had any physical no contact physical with a female. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, Thank you. And like, I saw it as a blessing. <laughs> right? Like, of Thank course. you, God. <laughs> Which is so funny. I've heard like missionaries talk about how wet dreams are a blessing from God with yeah. like, their missions. And it's like. <laughs> it's just crazy though. Like, why aren't these, like, I just feel so bad that like these missionaries feel like it's this huge thing that they like, they couldn't masturbate. It's like, yeah. don't wait for a wet dream. Just masturbate. Right. Like, just do it. Yeah. Like, stop. I feel like this whole shame culture that we live in, like, even talking about it like this openly, people will be like so uncomfortable. Like, yeah. did he just say the word masturbate? And you're going to get plenty of people who have served missions who you're validating through doing this. 100%. Yeah. And then the ones that are leaving on missions, hopefully they like legitimately will listen. But then if they do, they'll probably be scared to like listen to me over their parents and their bishops. Of course. Because I'm they don't want to disappoint you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so sad too, because I would like just like you, I was one of like the best missionaries like ever. I was like yeah. very obedient. I like did like amazing like service work. I baptized like a lot of people. I made like great relationships with all these family members and then just like these type of little things that just like should not exist they just they basically take like all pleasure away from you yeah and mm -hmm. yeah it's just they you basically you really do just become like a soldier for the church you're like a soldier yeah. out there like yeah do what we say think how we tell you yeah. to think like look how we tell you to look look exactly yeah yeah so you're just like a clone like it doesn't really matter like it's just a bunch of clones yeah that's what i always talk about too like that's one thing i i have a really hard time with in the church is like it seems like they try to take like your individuality yeah. it's so weird when you like watch like general conference and stuff like they all just are like the same like why don't they have beards anymore like why doesn't anybody grow a beard Right? Like, yeah, that's even a simple thing that's, like, made to, like, hate yourself. Is It's like, oh, I, I, grow, I grow facial hair. I have to get rid of it. Like, this is so, this is so un, what, unchristlike? You know? Or the girls, like, you, I just feel like girls, like, it's kind of, like, attractive to just have, like, something different about you. And so, if you have, like, different color hair or if you have, like, 
like girls that get their ears pierced like up top yeah. and like yeah. in the church it was like frowned upon yeah and so it's just it's just sad for me to see like so many people buy in on these things where it's like it's really like it should be a non non-factor you know what i mean right right it but, should be, but it's not. I had always wanted to pierce my nose, and I had to wait till I left the church because I was like, I had other things pierced, but I needed things pierced that, like, you know, like on my ears, where it's like, well, I could take those out, and people might not know. Yeah, you know, but it's like on your nose, everyone sees your nose pierced. So exactly, but that's... I was like, I have to wait till I move. No, I was gonna wait till I moved, but then I just didn't. You talked after I left, but just like just something so simple like that. It's like, oh, this is evil. Like I know. It's just so frustrating. It just frustrates me so bad to like yeah. have to have been manipulated the way that I was and to yeah. like look back at myself because even in high school, like I used to when I'd mess up with girls or something, even like masturbation in high school, I remember having these like, this is like almost embarrassing to admit, but I would seriously like at night say my prayers and be like, mm-hmm. seriously, like, I'm so sorry that I did this. I swear to you, I will not, I won't do this again. Like, and then like, you'd mess up again. And it was just like this constant, like, will I ever be able to stop doing this instead of just like realizing it's okay. It's okay. It's okay that I do that. And like, I never got to the point where I felt okay with it because I never felt comfortable enough to talk to anybody openly about it to get the recognition or the, like the verbal it's it's okay and that's why it's so nice to talk to you on here and like hopefully somebody that maybe feels that way listens and they're like oh okay it is is it okay that's cool i didn't know that yeah it's healthy yeah it's so unhealthy not to it's unhealthy it's unhealthy not to yeah it's like yes what are we teaching yeah so i'm saying people always ask they say like I tell them I'm 38, and they're like, you're 38, you look like you're like this and that. And I'm like, that's because I masturbate. (laughs) (laughs) It keeps me young. (laughs) I'm going to use that now because I I I don't like 33. Exactly. I'll use that when people say like, oh, you look so young. What's your secret? I masturbate. (laughs) Honestly, though, like I listened to this uh, podcast. It's actually funny because last time I talked to you, yeah. You were talking you were talking about like uh just how you should like if you're a male you should be really educated about like a female if you're yeah. going to be like sexually active and stuff and I was like yeah. I should really like read more and get more into like more kind like just more in depth about like all of it just like yeah. it just seems like it'd be smart to understand this stuff. And yeah. Like, grew up in a culture it was like avoid this stuff. Avoid it. Right. Avoid it because it's evil. And then you realize, like, actually, like, this is pretty fun stuff. This is stuff that's, like, we should be enjoying this. And so I, I downloaded this podcast, and it's yeah. called, like, uh, it's really, like, weird. But it's, like, Sex with Emily. Okay. Uh-huh. And so she just talks about, like, she'll go into, like, different toys and, like, different, like, uh-huh. this and that. And But it's, like, it's still, even to listen to it right now. I'm like, uh-huh. dang, this is so weird to listen to. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. because of my background. But right. then it's also like it's very it's very like healthy. 
And she talks about the health benefits and like what it can do for you. And not only like, not just like masturbation, not masturbation, but like with your partner and then learning, like, it's just, it's important, I think, for people to like learn more about. Yeah. Yeah. I think this turned from a mission episode to a sex episode, but but I have a model of a clitoris. Okay. Okay. Do you know what a clitoris is? Yes, I do. Okay, you know what the clitoral part in the front looks like, okay? All of this part is behind the skin. You only see this part of it. Yeah. And all of this is behind. Did you yes. know that? The, did you know this part? All of that, yeah. You knew that this was there? I did, because I've, okay, I've told you. Good, okay. I've been, I've been doing my I've been doing my. You've been doing your research, yes. And doing all my I education. Where I was like, "Do you know what the clitoris is?" And he's like, "Yes." And then I showed them this, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't know it was that much." Like, and I was oh, like, "Yeah, I always have to double check. Like, do you really know?" Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I went on a mission where they're like, yeah. basically suppress, 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 suppress. And so, like, yeah. I would say the biggest thing when people go on their mission is it's like, don't lose your like, don't let them take your like sexuality from you because what's going to happen to you is you're going to be so deprived of like these sexual desires that when you get home you're going to want you're going to want to release so badly Mm -hmm. that you're going to want to get married too quickly and you're going to like you're going to get yourself into something maybe that you're going to quickly get married so that you can have sex or you're going to end up just messing up with somebody if you don't want to get married and then you're going to feel terrible about it yep. like the worst person i think i did that like i had had sex with someone it was his first experience a few months after his mission he just felt like the worst person ever and i was like okay you're not a terrible person like it's it's normal that that felt good it's okay yeah. <laughs> like, just it's just you know i like i got back from my mission this is so messed up and like I had such high expectations for myself because like I told you, if if I commit to something, I commit to something. And so like, I'm going to come home and I'm going to be perfect. Yeah. I'm not going to mess up with the girl. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to do anything. Cause for me, I don't want to go talk to the Bishop ever again. That was uncomfortable. I (laughs) fucking hated it. I hated it. I didn't want to do it again. So I was like to avoid doing that. I can't do anything anymore. And so I come home and like I'm dating my ex-wife and so she's obviously like she's like 19 and so she's like super horny and then I'm like <laughs> super horny and so like Levi Lovin like so yeah just like grinding on each other like ripping your shit apart on your He's zippers itching. and stuff <laughs> and then it's like I remember giving her the worst like guilt trip I was like oh I seriously like it was so messed up of me because mm-hmm. I was like Oh, you knew my this and this, this, this. and I'm like, looking back at it, it's like we were two human beings trying to experience right. something. Right. And then because of this thought process that this church put into our heads, it's like we couldn't even enjoy ourselves. Right. Do you think if it wasn't for the church and those beliefs, if you had met Jamie later, do you think you guys would have like still gotten married? Yeah, because I think we had like very like our personalities are if you could take the church out of it yeah and we just could like have like be because i feel like the hardest thing for me was like i couldn't really be myself within the church yeah and so i think deep down i was myself with her 
-hmm. but then I had to put on like Tyler church Mormon Mormon Tyler yeah so I think uh did she have those blocks like did she have a Jamie and a Mormon Jamie she was like pretty by the book always okay but she was fun and she was like it was almost fun because I got to like be her teacher and corrupt her (laughs) yeah so it was like fun for me but then I didn't realize like how I guess culty it really was like when I once because it seems fun like in college and stuff you're all kind of messing up and this and that and then like you get you start having kids and then you're in these callings and these wards and then it becomes like weird yeah it becomes like it turns weird real quick yeah and then you're not with your college friends anymore you're with like people where it just all of a sudden feels like like walls are up everywhere yeah and so instead of just like normalizing like everything like you were in college it becomes like hey we're all we're all perfect now yeah yeah and it's unrealistic yeah right but there's something about getting married right you're gonna be priests and priestesses and god and goddesses so you're it's like oh here we go we're that's what we're aiming for perfection so it's just it's a lot and like I think about it and I always try to be like respectful and like because I, I just had one of my uh, cousin's sons just got his mission call mm-hmm. so he's going to Alabama and it's like mm-hmm. on one hand I'm excited for him because there was a lot about my mission that was like yeah. I, he's going to have a good experience and then on the other hand I'm like I hope when he's 30 yeah. the same thing doesn't happen to him yeah. Where he looks back and he's like, I wish that people would have been more honest with me and told me more. And I would have had like a more educated decision about what I was doing with my life. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's, and that's like, and it's really hard. It's hard to talk about this stuff because I love my family. Like I love right. my, my aunt and my uncle, my cousins. And like, it's yeah. hard for me to talk about this when like they have somebody about to leave on a mission yeah. And it's like, they obviously, I would never want him to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, but I think it would be very beneficial to people to get everything. Like, yeah. Watch the simple ceremony, watch it, go to YouTube, watch it, see what you're about, <laughs> see what you're about to commit to. Right. I think it's yeah. important. Man, that's a whole nother, that could be a whole nother episode, right? The temple ceremony or just uh, the temple in general as a whole. It's a whole episode, yes. It's a whole thing, yeah. But the temple is kind of where it all starts, though, because I feel like that's where yeah. that's where you make. That's the where the serious covenants, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's where you feel very like hooked. Yeah. So, but I have to go. Okay, and I was like, it's over. I didn't know where you were gonna. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like it was a good episode, though. Hopefully, right. I think so. Listen, listen to it this time, and then if it's not, we... did you? What did you think about the last one? Was it good, or did it? I like... only listened. My mom had messages. She's like, "Did you listen to this?" And I was like, "Well, I only listened to the third one because it was like it already took five hours to record. I don't have five hours to listen." So I was like, "No, I didn't." But I just know she was, you know. Yeah. Didn't love it. All right, <laughs> uh, this one's shorter, so I should be able to. I'll just listen to it when I like work out or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll say to you real quick though. It's probably like hard to like say too much bad about it because you still like appreciate the good from it. Like you said, true. you're like you grew up. You were gonna grow up whether you were 
Yeah. No matter where you were, but there, I'm sure there's like relationships, or at least for some people, there's relationships and people that never would have met otherwise. And so it's hard to say you regret it when you appreciate those people in your life. Exactly. Like, I definitely don't regret it. And I do feel like it was like, I can see all the blessings. Like, the fact that I know Spanish is huge. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's been huge, very beneficial to my life. Yeah. And it's all about like looking for the like silver lining. Yeah. And then it's really like this message is more like I would support it. Like if you want to go on a mission, go on a mission. That's great. But just don't Mm -hmm. let them like don't let them take things from you that aren't theirs to take. Right. Kind of like The Bachelor. If you're going to go on, if you're going to go on The Bachelor, go for the right reasons. If you're going to go on a mission, go for the right reasons and learn how to do it in a healthy way being authentic to yourself. Exactly. So cool. Well, thanks for coming on again. You're like my bad luck audio person. I know. You can fly to North Carolina. We can do it in person. Maybe I will. I actually really want to come out there. I heard it's really, really pretty. It is. It's beautiful. This is a good time. It's heat. If you, yeah, you went to Guatemala for two years. You can handle the humidity and the heat. Yeah, plus there's an AC. I can get out of it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, I got to take off, so. All right. Talk to you later. It. All right. We'll see you. Bye, everybody.